So I've been pondering, what do I preach tonight? I mean, you know, there's business meeting coming, and what do I preach about? And I haven't done any series on Sunday night for a little bit right now, and uh, as I was praying about it, uh, the Lord brought some things to mind, <clears throat> and uh, I think it would be profitable to share those things with you, uh, because I think it will really help you understand why I do some things I do as a pastor. And uh, But before we dive in too far. Let's pray, and then uh, we're going to look at a couple things. We're going to look at a bunch of different things uh, this evening, uh, but let's look to the Lord in prayer. Uh, dear Jesus, thank you for your blessing. Uh, you have blessed us beyond measure, and Lord, we are, need to give you honor and glory for it. And Lord, we look to you to guide and direct, and Lord, we're so thankful that from your word, uh, we can find direction and we can find the reasons for life and purpose and Lord, let's help us to look to you. And Lord, thank you for all you've done and what you will do in our church, Lord. I pray these things in your holy and precious name. Amen. Now, I have to say, I do pastor the greatest church in Canada. Okay, I'm not, not saying that to get brownie points. I mean it, all right? Uh, I really love this place. I love you as people, as a church. And with that said, I just read something. It was just this week as I was preparing my notes, and it tied in so well <clears throat> that sometimes we can uh, conjure up unrealistic expectations from a pastor or pastors. We're blessed to have two pastors in our church. And uh, so sometimes uh, those things can come. So these are things I can't do. You know, most people are like, look what I can do. I'm going to tell you things I can't do. All right. And Pastor Matt can't do these things either. All right. First of all is read minds. We can't read minds. Okay, uh, now that's not new information for you, is it? You already knew that before you came in here. Uh, and I've been in the ministry for 20 years now. And but with that information being true, we still can think that the pastor knows. I can't read minds. So if you have an issue, don't expect me to be able to read your mind. And I'm not saying this in a harsh tone. I'm not upset with anybody. There's nothing popped up on my desk today or anything like that. Uh, but if you have an issue, you got to tell me. I can't help you if I don't know. You know, the only one who reads minds is the Lord, and He doesn't tell me what's going on in yours. All right, you need to tell me. And you know what I found out? If if you do that, if you tell me, it helps often resolve the problem before it becomes a greater problem. Because if you don't tell me what the problem is, it actually often grows bigger. Because uh, human nature is that we tell other people about our problems, not the, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we need to communicate, and I try very hard to be accessible. So tell me, uh, ask, hey, Pastor, can I meet with you? I'll be more than happy to do that. I'll clear things off my schedule, make sure we can chat. Uh, so just know that I can't read your mind. And you're probably thinking, I'm glad he can't, all right? So, all right. I can't be everywhere. I can't be everywhere. I can't make all the visits in the church family. It's not possible. I love to do it, though. Uh, and I appreciate those in our church who uh, do visit folks who are in the hospital, who are shut in, or whatever the case is. I appreciate all your help. But the reality is, it wouldn't be healthy for our church if that, I was the only one who did all the visits. One, it would take me away from things that we're going to look at in a moment. Uh, but it wouldn't be a help to you because you're not using the gifts that God's given you. Some of you here are very good at visiting people. God has gifted you with a spirit of comfort, encouragement, 
So, you know, you, you need to be using those things. Uh, I can't make it to all the parties, and I, man, I wish I could make it to all the food parties. I'm telling you right now. But I just can't do that. I just, I can't, I can't be there everywhere at, uh, at one time or any time sometimes. I can't change hearts. Now, sometimes I wish I could, but only God can do that. I pray for hearts to be challenged. I, I pray for hearts to be changed by the message, not because I preached it or someone else at our church preached it. I, I pray because they need to be changed. Uh, but at the end of the day, I can't change people's hearts. I pray for it, and we need the church to be praying for it. The hearts would be changed in what God would have us to be, so our hearts are soft and palatable to the Word of God and that we desire to be like Him. Uh, I don't know everything. Uh, most pastors I know, they study hard, they spend a lot of time in the Word, uh, but you're, I'm sure some of you probably already come to me and say, Pastor, what do I think of this? And I think you've heard by now, let me look that up. All right? I'm not ashamed to say it. If I don't know it, I'm not going to say something and have to eat, eat it later, okay? Uh, the, the worst dish served is cold crow is what I used to hear as a kid. You know, don't say anything. Just say, let me check it out. All right? And I, I have no problems doing it. So if I say that and you're all disappointed, I'm sorry. All right? I don't know everything. All right? Uh, I don't grow churches. All right? I, I don't grow, I'll grow them. God does the growing, amen? I encourage you and I encourage myself through God's Word for us to be doing the work that God has for us. We just don't sit on our seats here and we're in an ice cold place and come in if you dare type of thing. No, we're inviting. We want people to know about Jesus Christ. We share the gospel with them. We look for avenues to present them with Christ. And we encourage believers. We do all those things. But I can't grow a church because it's the Lord's work. It's the Lord's work. I can't multiply dollars, at least legally. All right. If I could... We have all kinds of money in the general. We'd have all so many more missionaries. And we'd have this beautiful, awesome building of our own. But I don't do that. I, I can't do that. I can't multiply dollars. Now, I believe uh, that we should be praying. And I pray frequently for the giving of our cho- church. And I hope that you will as well. But I can't and you can't multiply anything. And God does that. Amen. God does that. Escape mistakes. I can't escape mistakes. All of us mess up, sometimes unintentionally, uh, even unknowingly. Uh, I know in the past in ministry, uh, someone was upset with me because I didn't do something I didn't even know I was supposed to do. Uh, I'll never be perfect, mark it down. And I've been here long enough to know you're like, yes, Pastor, we know we're not perfect. Yes, None of us are, all right? Uh, so we need to be forgiving, right? That's what the Word of God tells us, to be forgiving, move forward together. I can't reveal everything. No matter how much you may want to know the details of the situation as a pastor, maybe for different reasons, I can't unfold to you the whole panorama of the situation. Now, I, people have entrusted me with information to be secret or whatever. If it can be kept secret, it will be. So just understand that I can't reveal everything. And, and sometimes revealing everything is not a good idea, right? It does not help the body of Christ. It will not glorify the Lord, okay? Uh, so there's times when uh, the reason I don't tell all the stories is because I'm protecting you. Uh, 
And I'm, I'm telling this from the heart because I love you. It, it just, do not take any of this message this evening as anything but that. I just love you. And I love this church. I really want our church to glorify the Lord. I really want that. And that leads to the last one that I can't do, is I can't ignore sin. Uh, it wouldn't be very good for me to get up here and preach about sin and say it's okay, right? You'd be upset, and rightfully so. So those things I can't do, okay? I thought I, I read that this week, and there was other ones in the list that I read, and I thought they were really good, and I just want to pass it on, because it's definitely my heart as well. This other writer wrote these things, uh, but it was really good. Uh, and uh, that's just some things I can't do. But these are the next things I want. It's kind of a short message. It's my focus, pastor's focus. And uh, it's six things that I really take uh, personally every week of the ministry here. And I think it's good for you to know because it's good for you to know because then you understand why I'm doing what I'm doing. Uh, and understand why I do things. So it'll explain a little bit why I do things in church. It'll explain a little bit why we have some things, budgetary items in our budget. is isn't talking about the whole budget. That's not what it's about. But the idea is that, so you know, and uh, like I said last week, a church that knows is a happy church because you know what's going on. And then you know how to pray for me more effectively. I have a green book in my house, or actually it's in the office right now. All your names are in it. No, it's not, it's not a recording of good and bad deeds. Okay? It's a book with your names in it so I can pray for you. Because I can't remember all your names. Because, I mean, I can see your name, remember you, but I might forget you when I'm praying. Uh, I want you to be praying for me too. I need your prayers. Alright, so that's why I'm letting you know about these things, so you know. So you can pray for Pastor more effectively, and for Pastor Matt more effectively, uh, as we go forward serving Jesus Christ here. So Acts chapter 20, and verse number 28. Take heed therefore unto yourself, and all unto all the flock, over which the Holy Ghost have made you overseers, to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departing, Shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock? My first focus, my first priority is pastoring. And I mean by that is shepherding the flock. Shepherding the flock. I wouldn't be a very good shepherd if I was never with the sheep. Right? I mean, we know that by looking in the the world outside that the picture of is a shepherd with a, a flock. If the shepherd was never with the flock, the flock goes everywhere. It disperses. And gets itself in all kinds of trouble in the sense of going places it shouldn't go. So pastoring, shepherding flock means I need to spend time with the church in formal and informal settings. Alright? Over coffee. Over a meal. After or before a service. Uh, maybe in a WF setting. You know, maybe before WBF or after. Uh, being a help, uh, to those who need help. Uh, uh, I've helped some people have boosts this past winter. I'm glad winter's almost over. You know, I'm happy. I, I got a good set of booster cables. I thought I did anyway. And I'll come give you a hand if I'm close by. I just want to be a help and spending time with folks. Uh, there's time in counseling with individuals, uh, uh, couples, uh, spending time with family who've lost loved ones. Uh, I like to spend time with our college and career. I haven't spent as much time with them as I had in the past. But they're, they're getting ready to step out and making some big decisions in life and with our teenagers as they make decisions going forward with their lives. 
And uh, I really like, this is something that I, I've really become in tune with since becoming the pastor here, uh, is I love to text people. I text you and just say, hey, I'm praying for you. And I don't know how many times that's opened up to greater conversations later that week or even right then. Uh, I couldn't tell you how many people told me, Pastor, when you said that, I exactly needed to hear it. And, and I'm going to tell you, it's not because I have some uh, crazy list and I know everything. No, it's just because you came to mind. And I prayed for you and I let you know. All right, And it's all part of pastoring. And, and there's all kinds of other things. But the idea of uh, we're making connection points... As a pastor, as a shepherd, I need to spend time in the flock. I need to be connecting. And again, there's many other things. But it all takes time. Alright? <clears throat> it's very important though. I'm observing the flock. I'm watching for error. I'm making sure that the wolves do not enter in. Alright? It's my desire to protect the flock. And I understand that, uh, God enables me to do that. Amen? He's the one enabling. And at the end of the day, at when, you know, the last day here as pastor, I don't know when that's going to be, so don't get upset or anything. Don't get upset. You know, I don't know when that's going to be, but there will be a day when I won't be the pastor. Up until that point, I'll give account for all that's happened in this church. No one else in this room will. You can give your input and I'll listen to suggestions, but at the end of the day, me. As the shepherd gives account for the flock. And I want to be encouraging you to serve Jesus Christ, uh, and to do what you should. So that's all part of, that's one of my focuses, okay? Uh, another one is, uh, preaching, preparation, and prayer. Look over in, uh, 2 Timothy chapter number 4. 2 Timothy chapter number 4. And verse number two. It's a pretty uh, well-known verse. Preach the word, be instant in the season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. There's many verses in the Bible about prayer as well, and I and I need to be spending time in prayer, praying uh, for the needs of our church, uh, praying for wisdom as I lead the church and pastor the church. Uh, the reality is, I could, I could spend all day praying every day and there'd still be more things to pray about. There's all kinds of things to pray about. And I have found in my own life as a pastor over the years, the more in tune I'm in with prayer, the more the Lord's in tune with me, let me know how my flock's doing. He brings people to mind. He, he, he shows me opportunities arise or whatever the case. Uh, so it's very important thing for me to doing. And uh, as a church family, I would encourage you to join me in prayer for one another. We need to be praying for each other. Uh, you know, it takes time to pray. And I have found this, that when you do spend time in prayer, distractions come. Satan doesn't want us to be praying. Uh, that's why I find my best praying is early in the morning. Uh, just because there's not much on the go, my phone's not ringing, no one's texting me. You know, and, and there's nothing wrong with any of those things. It's life. Uh, but that quiet of the morning, it really works well for me to be in prayer. And I'll be honest, sometimes I turn it all off even in the middle of the day so I can pray. Just so I can get disconnected and I can focus upon prayer. Because it's so important. I need to be in prayer as I uh, develop the sermons and being preaching the Word and being instant in it. And it takes, uh, I think you know this, it takes time to put a message together. 
I don't go home Sunday night after tonight and have it all ready for next week already. Uh, no, it takes some time during the week to do that. I pray about the message. Um, and contrary to what you might think, I, I don't have some spy in your house let me know what's going on in your house. And I make up some sermon series and you're like, how'd you know about that, Pastor? You know, I, that does not happen. Uh, I pray to the Lord, ask the Lord to give me direction. Uh, what would you have me to preach? And let Him lead. Uh, and, and, you know, it's amazing. Just to see how the Lord, I do that, and the Lord brings message to mind, and I preach it, and it's like, wow, I need to hear that, Pastor. Uh, I can recall this very vividly last, I think it was last Thanksgiving, it was not the one before. I was, I remember being in my office, and I was preparing a message for Thanksgiving, and the Lord was just, He wouldn't let me finish that message. Like I, not like He stopped my hand or anything. But I just didn't have peace in preaching it. And I went back to some notes and I started another message and, and I felt, okay, this is definitely what the Lord had me to preach. I got in the pulpit that Thanksgiving morning and I preached the message. And uh, that afternoon or after the service that day, a bunch of people came to me and said, Pastor, you didn't know how much I need to hear that. Well, I definitely did not know Tuesday when I was putting the message together uh, because I was, having, I was on a different train. <laughs> okay? Uh, just to watch how the Lord brings it all together. And, and the Lord does it because He cares about you. Isn't that an evidence of His care for you? He loves you and He wants the right message for you and for message that you need to hear. So uh, I need to be in tune in prayer and I need to be in the Word of God studying and knowing what He would have for me. So that's part of my focus. Uh, and another one, look over at Matthew chapter, uh, chapter number 28. Sorry. Is it Matthew? I think I might have write this wrong. Hold on. No, it is Matthew 28. Sorry. Yes, Matthew 28. Uh, verse 18 to 20. So this is the famous portion of Scripture about the Great Commission. Uh, the next focus of our church and the focus of a pastor that I have is outreach and discipleship. Matthew chapter 28 and verse number 18. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. Go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. That's our mission. Right there is our mission. And uh, I'm involved with the planning, the implementation of an outreach program for our church. Again, I can't lead every ministry. That's not wise, right? That, that's not biblical in the sense that I'm and every meeting, I don't lead the teens, I don't lead the uh, college and career, I, I don't lead the Sunday school program in the sense of being there. At the end of the day, I'm responsible for it, but I can't be in every place because I can't be everywhere. You know, so the idea is that I look into our church and look for leadership who can help me with these things, uh, and I'm so glad that there's men in our church that I can find to lead these things. This year, uh, Brother Ramo is going to be leading up our, our door-to-door work, our soul-winning teams, and I'm so thankful for that and I'm grateful for his heart. Uh, and He has demonstrated to us as a church family his desire to reach the lost. Uh, if you spend any time with Brother Ramo, uh, he's always passing out tracts. We went to, uh, to um, Jewish outreach uh, seminar in, in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and I remember pulling up to the border, and uh, Raymond had tracks ready for me to give the border guard. 
And uh, as we were pulling up and uh, we're talking and he's like, uh, so where are you, where are you fellas, you lads or something? Where are you fellas going? There's another guy with us. And I said, oh, we're going to Chattanooga. What are you doing there? I said, we're going to reach, learn how to reach Jews. And what's all that about? I was like, well, let me tell you. And before I could get two sentences out, he'd go, go on. And I didn't even have a track to, time to give him a track from Ramo. But the idea is just that I appreciate his heart to reach souls for Christ. And I'm so glad that he's willing to help that with us this year. And, uh, and Pastor Millington's going to be leading our groups and uh, passing out materials, uh, uh, different things. And, and I think the first thing that's going to come up here is in Easter. And that's not too far away now. Uh, so we'll be passing those things out. I'm going to be involved. It's not that I'm sitting on the... So I'm just watching you all do it. No, I need to be involved too. I'm passing out tracks, as I should be and as you should be, inviting people to church. I got an appointment tomorrow. I'll talk to a fellow named Leroy. You know, so the idea is that we need we need to be looking for those opportunities, and I need to be showing leadership, and that's my focus. We need to be seeing new people, and the folks. The reality is, for our church to continue and to grow, we absolutely need to reach new people. We don't become an old somebody's group here. It's going to say old men's group, but you ladies be upset with me if I said that. But now it's not about a group; it's about serving Jesus, right? I know there's a fellowship aspect, and I enjoy that. Uh, I understand that's part of it, but it's about reaching people for Christ. And I really do believe it's about reaching the wayward believers as well and discipling them to get them where they need to. And I'm and I, I want to be involved with that. And I'm glad there's other folks here who are involved in discipleship. That's encouraging. And in Acts chapter 20, it talked about overseeing. So that's the fourth one is planning. And my focus is planning. I'm always thinking about ministry opportunities for our church. Sometimes in the middle of the night, things pop in my head. And so sometimes you can say I'm a dreamer, okay? about what we can do as a church and where we're headed and what's the direction the Lord would have for us. Uh, It's my responsibility to oversee. To see how we're going to do this. And uh, I pray for the Lord's direction about our theme for this year. I prayed about that for quite some time. Lord, what would you have for us? Now, I think you all know the word hope. is. I love that word hope, so it wasn't that hard for me. But the reality is I did pray about it. I was like, Lord, what would you have for us? to have a fourth theme and go forward and sit down with the staff and we plan about the calendar. It's just not like uh, I wake up one morning and it's like, oh yeah, I got it all figured out. No, I, I use those individuals the Lord has brought into my path and into our staff and we develop a calendar to help us reach the lost and encourage the believer and encourage the wayward Christian. Uh, we plan out our conferences. Missions conference is coming and uh, we pray about it. We get our missionaries lined up. and There's logistical issues, you know, hotels, and maybe there's a flight or whatever. So those are the things we need to take care of. All right? And I'm so thankful for uh, my wife helps me with that, Pastor Matt, uh, Kylie helps uh, in so many ways as well. So I'm thankful for the Lord has those people. Uh, they're helping me. Because I'll be honest, planning is not one of my strong suits. Being with people, man, that's where it's at for me. That's, I want to be with people. I want to get to know you. I love the shepherding part, but the planning part, I need help, and I'm so glad that they're there to help me. So that's definitely part of it. Uh, look over in First Peter. First Peter. And verse number 1. 
Uh, First Peter five, sorry. First Peter five, verse number one. The elders which are among you I exhort, whom am also an elder and a witness of the suffering of Christ, and also partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof. That's talking about that planning again. Not by constraint, but willingly, not by filthy lucre, but of a ready mind, neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. Uh, The fifth focus that I have is professional and personal growth. And I firmly believe that in this portion of Scripture, there is evidence that, well, it's obviously there in verse 2, I need to be fleeting the flock of God, right? I, I, need, I need to be growing in God's Word. If I stayed the same as I was 20 years ago, that would be a problem, right? I'm not growing. Just as I encourage my children to grow, to eat good food and get their sleep and all that kind of stuff, you know, physically, I want you to be growing spiritually. So that means I need to be doing that too, right? I need to be growing. I need to be growing, and it's a focus for me. I need to be deepening my personal walk with God. That has to happen, and along with that, so I mean, there's reading God's Word, there's reading materials that will help me be a better leader, and things of that nature in prayer, just to be encouraging myself, stepping out by faith. I need to be working, and the word professional, I know some people don't like it with the idea of, in the church, I understand. It just was a P word, okay? Uh, but the idea is that I need to be becoming a better pastor. So I need to be... Lear- and I'm not... Hey, folks, I'm not talking about going learning any wild, crazy new doctrine. Because there's not, it's all wrong, the wild new doctrines, okay? What I'm talking about is getting in God's Word and understanding the doctrine that we have in a better, more clearer way. That's what I'm talking about. And uh, even right now, I just finished a course about church planting. I'm not going to go start a church anywhere. I'm just It's just the idea that I can be a help to other church planters, understand the needs of church planting. That, that's the idea. And I look at doing other uh, courses to equip me to help me serve the church better. I mean, the Lord's called me here. I need to do my best. That's the way I look at it. Uh, number six, and it's the last of the focuses, is uh, assisting church planters and missionaries. I'm a firm believer in the Great Commission. We have a faith promise program, not by accident. It's on purpose. All right, We have a missions program on purpose. It wasn't an accident. We want to reach more for Christ. Amen? Uh, I want to see more people get saved through the influence of our church this year than any other year before. All right, and, and that's through our missionary works as well. Uh, I want to see churches and missions work started and growing. Uh, I have been a church planner. And I know it's not an easy road to travel. I can vividly remember my church planting days. I mean, there was lots of great days too. Don't get me wrong. It's not all ho-hum and boo-hoo and it's horrible. You don't know how bad I have it. No, there's lots of great days, but there was lots of discouraging ones, discouraging ones too. And it can be very lonely journey if that church planner or missionary is in a very isolated place. Uh, we had started a church in a place, and for a long time, uh, the closest church to us was an hour and a half away. And that church was smaller than our church. And we didn't have a very big church. Uh, and I, I was thinking about this week, an hour and a half from where we are, man, there's no problem to go to 20 churches 
in, in our neck of the woods. An hour and a half, definitely 20 churches. And on top of churches, independent, similar stands as us in a lot of ways, we could go to in an hour and a half. And there probably will be hundreds, there will definitely be hundreds, if not thousands of individual believers in all those. In, in, the, in the church I had, there was maybe 20, 30, and the other church had 15, maybe. I mean, it can get isolated, and I'm telling you, isolation can do weird things to you. You know, it really can mess up in your mind a little bit. And I really am committed to supporting our missionaries on a monthly basis. That's not going to change. And I think we need to be encouraging them. Maybe we can even do a better job in that. Maybe some folks in our church can write them notes. i got someone who would like to do that already, but it doesn't mean it has just to be one, right? There's lots of us here we can encourage our missionaries. I do believe that you know, spending time with them, going to their field is important. And spending time with them on a missions trip, uh, being a support, giving counsel if asked. And I just want to be a blessing, encouragement. They're co-laborers with us. I mean, they're trying to reach people for Jesus Christ. And that's going to be a focus of mine. And I want to be a help. I want to be encouragement. And with that said, all the missionaries that are coming to our missions conference, Pastor Cook is coming. He's a church planner. And the young man who took his church uh, I think the Pastor Cook turned it over him. I think they had maybe 20 or 30. So, I mean, it's not a church plant in the sense starting fresh, but he's still church planting. He's going to be here. Brother uh, Michael Mackey is going to be here with us. Now, uh, we need more churches in our, in our country, in our city, in our land. We just need more. Uh, and I, uh, tonight, I just wanted to shorten up. It wasn't a little bit longer than I thought it was going to go, but uh, I just want to load my heart to you. That's my focus. And I believe that they're God-honoring and they're definitely biblically focused. And my desire is to be a pastor like what is mentioned in Jeremiah 3.15. And I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. You know, in a world with so much misinformation and so many errors, it's my desire that you will know the truth. You will know. Again, I can't change hearts, right? But I can give you the truth. And my desire, I mean, I do want you to be changed by the Word of God, but I'll give you the truth. And I'm looking for what the Lord will do in our church this year and in the years ahead, what He'll give us, whatever His plan is. And I look to Him to encourage us. And that's your pastor's focus. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, thank You for Your Word. Lord, I pray You encourage me as the pastor of this great church, Lord, uh, to serve these folks with love and humility. Thank You for them. Uh, Lord, we're so thankful uh, that we have the opportunity to serve. And Lord, I pray you bless us now. In Jesus' name, amen.